All right. All right. Welcome to the Remarketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Remarketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Remarketing Podcast has two purposes. Purpose number one, to spotlight you, then your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. Number two, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Oops. With that, we have a special guest today. We have Daniel Umstead. And I want to read his bio. Daniel Umstead is the founder of the Robert Nathaniel Group, which operates the RNG radio show. The radio show goes over topics such as credit repair, real estate, resume writing, and motivational tips for success. On the show, Daniel invites guests such as business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to discuss the true meaning of success, along with their products and services. He has conducted over 100 interviews since May 2020, covering bankers, authors, fitness instructors, credit repair specialists, lawyers, real estate investors, and yes, even a CMOS expert. His motivational words and advice have been inspired by many social media influencers such as Damon John, Michael Blank, and Dan Lott. His first passion came in 2007, where his love for helping others began with writing resumes. His work includes over 1,000 revised and edited resumes in his professional career. He is responsible for employing thousands in various industries, including construction, trades, higher education, customer service, professional, and executive roles. Daniel's goal is simple, and that is to create a million millionaires by helping others achieve their passion by having individuals promote themselves on the show and discussions with him set up individually. Daniel currently runs and operates the Robert Nathaniel Group as the owner, licensed realtor in the Philadelphia PA area, and resume writer. To find out more about Daniel Umstead, please visit DanielUmstead.com. Daniel, impressive bio. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, Ken. Absolutely. So uh, before we get started and get into like the questions, tell us in your own words a little bit about you and why you chose to go down this path. Uh, Sure. So, I mean, a little bit about me uh, currently right now. I don't want folks to think like, oh, man, this guy does all this stuff. What does he do during the day? So during the day, I just want to be clear. I'm an associate consultant, executive search firm for Morgan Samuels, uh, which we pretty much create the leaders of tomorrow. But uh, my side hats or my Batman hats, if you will, include, you know, the resume writing, uh, being a realtor. what is it, podcast show host, uh, such as like the one we're on. By the way, if you haven't already subscribed to the Jerome Lewis uh, channel, please be sure to do so on YouTube. Um, in addition, uh, you know, just pretty much just trying to help others. So all that encompasses as to what? Who is Daniel Umstead? Daniel Umstead is the person that you want to speak to and have a conversation with to help you get to that next level. It's not a coaching session. It's not paying $300 coming out the wazoo. It's literally just setting that time with them to see if there's items that you and I can connect on or me just helping you with the next steps, getting you to where you need to be at. Okay, awesome. So you you have you have multiple hats, and one of the things we're gonna get to some questions, and then what I want to do is I want to drill down specifically, and we want to have a conversation about consistency. But before we go there, I have a question. So what I want you to tell me, right, on your entrepreneurial and your corporate journey, I want you to tell me one thing that. All right, so this is how the question reads: What's one thing your business or successful venture that you didn't expect? So what's some success or something that you didn't expect along this journey? Share that with us. Uh, support. You know, I'll honestly say support uh, for my current job, even right now. Um, and I've done it just personally for me as far as helping folks with interview prep and getting them to the next stage. But the company that I work for and even, you know, working in the real estate industry, you get more support than you think otherwise. So if people are thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get anybody to help me. Listen, folks aren't going to help you if you're sitting in your car and you got a flat tire. But if you're out there working on it and trying your best trying to change it, folks are going to pull over, get you the advice, get you the support you need to get you on your way. Okay, awesome. So next question I kind of have for you is like, what's, what is the most important lesson you've learned along your journey thus far? 
Uh, really, it just ties in being uh, with being consistent. Those who are not consistent, you know, you're going to lose their time. And time is uh, something of value that we all have. So one thing that I've learned um, since I started my real estate journey is that you need to put the time in to be consistent. And it doesn't have to be, I don't want people to think like, oh, well, I'm already working full-time job. I already got a bunch of kids. I'm already working like three different jobs. Just spend five minutes. You know, if there's a book that you're looking to read, if you know said book is going to get you to the next uh, journey in your life, then read that five minutes a day so you could get there. So definitely time. Okay. time. So you talked about consistency and since you brought it up, let's kind of get into it like right now. Absolutely. And, and your definition uh what is consistency what does that mean uh consistency starts with uh mentality so it's really having something consistently in the back of your mind in the front of your mind side of your mind knowing what you need to get done it's not even so much like oh you know i want to become the top agent at my brokerage or i want to you know get the next lead or client out but if you're not consistent mentally meaning that you're always thinking about it you're not always having to do the action but if you're honestly thinking about it and taking those baby steps uh to get to where you need to grow that's my definition so having it first in the mind once you have it in the mind then moving towards okay what can i just get done today what's going to take me a minute or two maybe looking at a jerome lewis podcast maybe looking at daniel Armstead podcast and you know taking the time to figure out how to better yourself all right would you say that consistency is uh difficult to maintain or uh, easy to maintain i'm going to answer yeah, I'm going to answer yes to both. You know, okay. it's really what you make of it. Uh, a chef who is asked to bake a cake or excuse me, an omelet, a three egg omelet is going to be easy. Somebody who's never been in the kitchen, somebody who's never touched a pan might be like, I, I don't know if I could do that. But we live in a world right now. You could just Google how to make an omelet. You could just Google how to be consistent. So is there going to be difficulty? Absolutely. But it's what you make of it. You know, if you know you're not a morning person, all right. And if next year you're not a morning person, okay, what have you done over the course of 365 days to make you a better morning person? Okay. And so consistency can, it can be challenging. Uh, I say, uh, what in your opinion, your professional opinion, why do you think that most people struggle or not most people? Let me not say that. Why do you think people struggle with consistency? And how can um, you overcome that struggle? Yeah, it's it's definitely most people. I mean, I'm not no genius or no superhero or anything like that. I struggle with consistency on a day-to-day basis, you know. Um, the reason for it is that either, one, for me, I realize my weakness is my scheduling. So if I have things going on throughout the day, whether it be a busy day or not so busy day, if I'm not putting items on my calendar, that tapers off my consistency. Like it's just not going to be able to get me to where I need to be at. So why people struggle with consistency? It's just scheduling. You know, pe- people are not taking the time to set time apart and say, throughout my day at 1.15, I'm going to get a cl- on a call with the great Jerome Lewis and talk about a uh, conversation with consistency. Had I not put that on my calendar, had I completely forgot about it, you know, you're missing those opportunities. So how to resolve, you know, someone in need of being more consistent in life? Just schedule it. You know, and even if it's just something saying, hey, I need to spend 10 minutes today on being consistent. What does that look like? Separate that time, whether it be meditation, whether it be uh, reading a book, what have you. All right. And from 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 your perspective, is consistency a habit? Is it a mentality or is it a skill? Um, that's true. That's a really tough question because there's so many different views that you could look at it um, because it becomes a skill, you know, over time um, and it needs to develop into a habit. What they say after 21 days of you consistently doing something, it eventually turns into a habit. Uh, But as I was talking about before, it really has to do with mentality. You know, if you're not already thinking that, hey, I'm going to be the next top real estate agent, I'm going to be the next number one bestselling author, uh, you know, you first need to attack your mind first and say, yes, I can do that. 
But if you're already backing up and saying like, I'm not going to be able to do that or my busy or my schedule is way too busy for me to even try to try to fit that in, then you've already lost, you know, because you already started with that mentality that you couldn't do it. So how how would someone fix their mentality? Like, do they just sit down, you know, maybe watch The Secret and just think positive? Is there some like extra practical work involved? Do I need to read books? Listen, to po- like what are some suggestions that I can do to become consistent and fix that mentality around consistency? I think it really just starts with, you know, Daniel talking to Daniel, Jerome talking to Jerome. So I think the first thing that anybody can do, because I want to start with that low cost, free feature, but it's the most valuable resource is time. You need to start with time. So folks need to put on their schedule. When is Sarah going to talk to Sarah? When is Michael going to talk to Michael? When is Taniqua going to have a conversation with Taniqua? Because if you don't talk to yourself, if you don't have a conversation, you know, you're just going to be pulling from everybody else. You know, there's so many gurus, there's so many experts out here. But if you just randomly go on YouTube and say how to be consistent and listen to some random person, you're going to get lost. So you need to have that conversation in the mirror by yourself. Nobody else needs to be there. And then in addition, you need to answer yourself that question that everybody uh, should be asking themselves. What does next year look like for me with everything going on? What does next year look like for me and where do I see myself at? Okay. So uh, one of the things like I, I work with like a lot of uh, real estate professionals, right? And one of the things that one of the hurdles for consistency is like perfection. Like they want everything to be perfect. They want everything to be correct. What is your perspective on that mentality? Just go out and do it. Um, You're talking to somebody who uh, started three years in this industry and I'm now getting in the stride of being consistent, staying motivated. But when I first got started, man, I was spending hours on marketing flyers. I was spending time like up to one two o'clock in the morning looks listening to youtube videos listen to podcasts and striving for that well what's the step-by-step plan that i need to do what's the next plan that i need to do the tip is simple you live in a neighborhood you take addresses down from your local 10 neighbors and you send them something whether it be a postcard a handwritten note that says hi I'm your local realtor, wanted to set up a discussion with you in regards to the market and if you'd be willing to sell your house. From that point, then start expanding. Then start looking out because nobody cares about your activity. Nobody even cares when you tell them about your activity. But if you start doing activity and you start generating that activity, people are going to give you tips. Well, I see you sending out letters. Have you tried going on social media uh, and marketing that way? No, I haven't thought about that. Have you tried uh, ordering the book from uh, Jerome Lewis in the RE marketing uh, book as far as to help you with your marketing strategies? No, I haven't even done that. So there's many avenues that folks can do, uh, but they just need to start locally. All all realtors need to start locally. Now, if you're already at the top, you got a thousand units and, you know, you're the top icon agent, then, hey, run with it, rock with it, you know, and then um, search for that next level in your life. All right. Is it is it safe to say that you also work a full time job? I work. I definitely work more than a full time job. So sometimes my job requires me till six at night. Sometimes it requires me over the weekends. Could you talk about how you maintain consistency working at that job as well as running businesses, the podcast, the radio show? Could you talk, take us through the mentality of being consistent with those things? Sure. So you have to look at your future tense. So every single day, I want to say between 4 and 6 p.m., I pretty much write out what my next day is going to look like. So whether that be the weekend, whether that be during the week when I do have work, but it's really saying, okay, this is my schedule for the next day. How can I include this uh, marketing, Uh, putting out this uh, meme or this post on IG or Facebook? The other thing, too, is setting time for yourself. So throughout all that scheduling, because you're going to burn yourself out and it's okay to feel anxiety and pressure and saying like, oh man, I I just need to slow down. That's fine. Nobody's expecting you to win the race of becoming a successful millionaire tomorrow. What folks do want to look into is seeing how you've grown and even more so 
more so you should be seeing how yourself is growing. So how I do it is really just the day before making a list, top three things that you want to do. I want to make sure the threes in the camera look like my finger was cut off. Top three things that you want to do for your next day that includes your day schedule. Um, but if your job starts at eight o'clock and you know you don't have time to get these stuff done, this stuff done between eight and six or whenever you got to work, then wake up that hour early. If you're saying, well, I'm already waking up at 7 a.m., um, you know, to get myself ready for work, we'll wake up at 6 a.m. Well, I need to get up at 6 a.m. anyway because I got to take care of the family and other items. Okay, we'll get up at 5 a.m. You know, and if you keep making those excuses saying like, well, I don't have time to schedule for myself. Well, time's going to go by and you're going to be sitting there with a nice gold watch uh, come the age of 65 and trying to figure out how to get out of your in-debt situation. So, Awesome. So we, we kind of, you talked about like the mentality of consistency. So I want to try to like get something more practical, like out of that mindset. We've had the conversation. I had the conversation with Jerome. You need to be more consistent, right? So now it's like, well, what's the next step for me to implement this consistency in my life or in my business? What What do you say? I mean, as far as implement it, I just don't want people to like, you know, jump right into it. That that was my fault that I was having was that I was like, all right, now that I know I need to push out like more flyers, I need to push out more videos. I need to go, 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 you know, and I want people to even view you as an example, you know, from the beginning, you had the videos going. Now your videos have led to you being on stage at conferences has led to you talk to other professionals. So, it's not going to happen where it's like, hey, I put out one video, y'all. Yo, I'm good. I'm I'm straight, y'all. I did the one video, so I'm set. Look, waiting for that check to come from YouTube and say I'm good. It's about continuously taking those baby steps and implementing those baby steps to make it happen. If you folks that follow Jerome Lewis, you'll see there's a story every single day. There's a tip every single day. There's a marketing strategy every single day. So following even just that basic model of implementing and you could do something quick and simple because Jerome's already putting out the content for me. So what I do is when I get time, if I see a story or post that he has, I just share it to my story and tag him in it. So it's not even so much that you need to do what others are doing specifically and say like, Oh, I need to make a flyer like that. Or I need to do a video like that. No, I'm just going to take what they have, share it, tag them in it so that way they're following season. Now, I'm not saying that you got to do, you know, even big time celebrities and stalking them, but still do it. Still do it. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is that they say, oh, can you please stop tagging me and stuff? Okay, I'll go on to the next person. So implementing, just tag. <laughs> tag okay. and share. What, what, so I, like, I understand the importance of consistency, and I think most people do, but there can be like uh, some misunderstanding. So as entrepreneurs, we, we desire success. We de desire financial freedom. We desire like kind of all of the same things. Uh, from my perspective, consistency is essential to success, right? Uh, is that, w would you, would you, I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking. Um, let me just move on to the next question. No problem. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me why, right? You see that imperfect? It's okay. Just be consistent. It's, it's fine. Tell, tell <laughs> me why consistency is so important in the real estate space, right? I love that you brought that question. Let me give you a backstory for those that are uh, watching, listening, or listening at a later time. When I met Jerome Lewis, I was not a realtor. I barely knew what wholesaling was. Didn't even know what house hacking was. And when I met Jerome at a uh, soft hotel, one of the hotels downtown, when I went up to him and was looking to get into this uh, meeting, I didn't pay. I'll just be blunt with it. I didn't pay. So Jerome's like, hey, if you didn't pay because you already got your freebie session, uh, you're going to need to pay. And I'm like, Man, I ain't pay for this. Now, mind you, I was dead broke, um, so I just couldn't afford to pay. Um, and I definitely got my five dollars uh, refunded back to me, which uh, you know I utilized. But now I'm in a good spot. But uh, the reason why I say or uh, that consistency is important because for me, had I stayed on that path of seeing what Jerome is up to, seeing what these real estate professionals are doing, rather than saying like, man, $5, man, they could go somewhere else with that. But if you're not consistent in your goals, you're going to be on a delay. You know, I, I find myself three years later now, 
being into it, you know, uh, find myself, you know, being a realtor now, having much more focus into what I want to become, into what I want to do. So, you know, I'm glad, and this brings back to the story, um, when me and Jerome met at a later time, he had apologized and he said, listen, man, I didn't mean to come off that way. You know, it's just, there's a lot of people in this industry who are not consistent. And that stuck with me. And I was like, man, there's always going to be people around. And me and Jerome have seen it. You have this, you have people coming in all hard and heavy and saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to get into wholesaling. I'm going to get into fix and flips. I'm going to do the bird strategy. Listen, I just signed up for the bigger pockets pro pro triple platinum package. I'm going in hard. And then a month goes by. You never hear of them. You know, and this happens with realtors, too. I've worked with some of the greatest realtors of all time and work with different brokerages. And I see people fall off. And the thing is, they're not being consistent. They're not even being consistent to being a realtor. So is it important? Yeah. If you're trying to tell the world where you're trying to get to and what you're trying to become, you got to be consistent in that. And if you're not, you're going to be three years down to later in line, finally realizing like, oh, now, now I get it. Now, now I realize what I need to do. So is consistency important? Yeah. All right. So, all right. They're probably, let's, let's try to get away from consistency and let's go more generic, right? So I have a question over here. What is one piece of advice you would give someone starting out in your career? In my career? Any career you want to choose. Okay. Sure. Um, investments, investing time in yourself. Um, stop looking at the cost of things. Money is going to come. Just manifest it. Work on manifesting. You say that, all right, I don't have money to buy this $20 book. I don't have money to sign up for this $1,000 class. I don't have money to go on this trip to do this multifamily conference. Start writing it down of what you want to become, what you want to do, and then, you know, make it flourish. Now, on the investor side of things and, you know, Cash App, Robinhood, uh, whoever else does fractional shares, they are not paying me or supporting me. But with your finances, if you are shopping at Walmart, and if you're old like me, been shopping at Walmart for the past 10 years, plus you need to start putting your money in where you shop at. So if you know in 10 years, hey, I plan on shopping at Walmart, you go to Walmart today, this weekend, what have you, spending $35, use that dollar, put it towards Walmart stock. You know, I know people are like, well, it's a stock market. This is just change out of your pocket. You know, now if you can't afford the dollar, well, you shouldn't be spending $35 at Walmart or you need to put back a bag of chips. <laughs> what, uh, who has been your most professional, who has been your most important professional mentor? Tell us. About uh, thus far, I mean, one person I look up to, actually a few. I mean, outside of you, I'll be honest, Jerome, you brought me into EXP at the time. And, you know, we still stay connected, even though I'm not with EXP anymore. So in addition to you, um, I would definitely say Michael Blanc, um, who's a multifamily guru specialist. Um, who is it? Uh, Daniel. Uh, oh, shoot. I'm forgetting his name. Dan Locke. Your bio. There it is. Yep, it's in the bio. Dan Locke. And then um, another person outside of even Damon John that I just look towards um, is Grant Cardone. You know, uh, and I want to give everybody the secret with Grant Cardone. So uh, one of his books says, when you reach a million dollar status, give me a call. And that's huge, folks. That's huge. So it's like you ain't even got to have multi-million dollars. Just reach a million and give him a call. He says this specifically in his book. So it's somebody that I definitely look towards and um, look up to as far as my next steps. So I I have a, um, I wish I, I'm going to see if I could try to get this video up while we're uh, doing this, but Grant Cardone, have you ever, uh, he has this video where he talks about perfection. Do you, do you know that video? It's been a, when did that video come out? Because the it's one a, I thought. It's, it's an old video, very old. The one I saw was with Brian Rose. That really got me like hooked on Grant when he sat down over in London. First, I was like, wait, this guy's in London talking real estate? I didn't even know you could do that. Um, and then there was another one. I, I catch his uh, snippets here and there, but I'm trying to remember the perfection video. 
Okay, so he said, and I'm like looking it up online right now, but one of it, this is like a a more concise way of him saying it. He says, uh, he quotes, I'm a perfectionist is a fancy way of saying I procrastinate. It's a fancy way of saying I procrastinate. And I'm not the biggest fan of Cardone, but I know that what he's saying about that is absolutely true. So many people say, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a perfectionist. And the way he said it in the video was even more direct. He said the he said the perfectionist is a liar. The perfectionist is a liar. They're just finding a nice way to say that I'm not doing anything. And I could not agree more. I absolutely agree with that. People make so many excuses about being perfect. Oh, oh, and they're just procrastinating, right? They are very selfish because there are people out there that need your message, that need your product, that need your service. And because you're sitting there being overly selfish about wanting to be perfect, those people can't be served. And I will never forget that video from Grant Cardone. Uh, it, it's, it's so important. Like, you got to get it out there. So um, I'm going to try to find that video so we can kind of view it together. But while I'm doing yeah. that, I'm going to move on to the next question for you, Dan. And what's one thing about, and you can pick any career, like around your job or your job or field of expertise that almost no one agrees with you about? Uh, ask that question one more time. You said what's, what? Yeah. What's one thing about your expertise or job, right? That almost no one agrees with you about. No one agrees with me. Yes. Um, you gotta give me an example of that. No, I got, so I got such I'll, a great group you, of people. I'll give you one. A good example for me is like, uh, like we just talked about people are like, no, it's gotta be, it's gotta be right. It needs to be fancy. And I'm like, no, perfect. Uh, uh, it's gotta be perfect. Right. And I'm like, no, it needs to be done. Right. Or another one, another one for me, as an example, people say, oh, you don't need to pay for advertising. I'm like, yes, you do. Right. Those are two examples that I, that most people disagree with me about, but I stand on those. Um, okay. So with that, actually, not so much the paying for advertising, but, uh, the getting started, uh, I think, um, actually, no, not even so much getting started. Cause I had this conversation with, um, yeah, I, I had this conversation with somebody I was looking to get, uh, with Morgan Samuels and the conversation came up where he had, uh, asked he was like your job can't be that perfect and i'm like it is (laughs) it is absolutely that perfect and they're like but there's no way that a job like that um offers you such freedom to not only do your job but you know other things as well and i'm like listen it's not just here but it's other places and i think you know, those that come from like a corporate toxic environment and I'm not knocking, I don't want people to go on my LinkedIn profile like, oh, he's talking about these past jobs? Hmm. No, it's more so they shape me to who I am today to become better. But if you're stuck and I come across this oh so many times, people feel that because they're so used to a rhythm and routine that there's nothing better out there. And I'm a living example that it's like, no, there are greater opportunities out there. You just need to go search and look for them. So, uh, but for the advertising, no, you don't need to pay it all for advertising. I'm sorry, Jerome, you don't need to pay at all for advertising. But, but your time <laughs> is going to pay uh, for the advertising in itself. So, yeah, you you don't need to pay for any type of advertising, folks. If you feel that it's like, hey, I could do my own marketing, I could create my own flyers, I could create my own videos, get them edited, utilize all this free software out here to get it done, absolutely knock yourself out. But um, to pay for it, definitely going to uh, give you some of that time back that you're looking for and your return of um, money as well. So, yeah, I, um, I, you, if you don't pay for advertising, you're going to stay stuck, right? The people mm-hmm. that make millions upon billions and do high production, they pay for advertising. That's the bottom line. Mostly you'll find one or two once in a while. Oh, I do all my business free, but generally you want to have a successful <laughs> business, right? A successful business. You need to pay for advertising and there are many benefits of advertising. So I found the video. Let's look at this video. It's only about a minute long. So I just want to show this to people. Let's check it out. Right, 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 
for everybody to be rich? Why can't everybody have something? Why can't everybody have water? Why can't everybody have food? Why can't everybody be successful? You know why? Because you got a bunch of freaking lies sitting on you. Okay, and you can't get up from the lies. You can't do anything for the lies. You think you're going to quit. Like the perfectionist. The perfectionist is a liar. Stuck in a lie. I'm just a perfectionist. No, you're not, dude. You don't do anything. Perfection is a nice word for no production. Mm. You have figured out how to say something nice about yourself when the truth is you just don't do anything because you're selfish. Perfectionists are selfish people. They're worried about how they're going to look rather than... Let me get my product out to the marketplace. I can change it later. I can fix it later. I can do it again later. I I literally did that the other day. I was spending time getting a marketing flyer out for resume writing. And I spelled revisions wrong. I said, my resumes come with unlimited revisions. And I have the nerve to spell revisions wrong. Well, thankfully, I don't have that strong of a following. So I was able to go in. <laughs> and update revisions without, you know, the world knowing about it. So, um, yeah, make the mistakes, you know, feel free to make the mistakes because when people are like, hey, you spelled this wrong and they're commenting on it, uh, that helps with the algorithm because people are taking notice and people are reaching out to you. So I would rather take 100 comments saying on what I need to work on rather than zero because I perfected my resume to be the best perfected marketing player that there could be. Yeah. And I want to, uh, one time I think he released like a book in there, had like typos in the book and it was like all of this drama around him releasing that book. And, you know, you get like a lot of attention sometimes because of stuff yeah. like that, but you got to get it out there. If you never do nothing, you don't like, I, like I published my book. It's got a ton of mistakes in there. Right. If I waited for it to be perfect, I would have never hit like bestseller when they sold hundreds upon hundreds of copies. None of that would have happened if I was worrying about perfection. So and I always I still get people, oh, it's typos in here, this, that. So what? Right. Show me better. Show me better. Right. Lead by example. And almost nobody can do that. Right. I haven't met anybody to show me. Right. They always got something to say. But show me. Lead by example. It's tough for them to do that. So and, and I'm going to point that out real quick, Jerome. So since we've met. Since we've met, prior to us meeting, we weren't realtors. Uh, we weren't authors, published authors. So since we've met, we have, and there's so much more to us, but since we've met, two of the key things they point out is that we're published authors and that we are licensed realtors. We've done a lot in the past three years, and I know, you know, more things are attached to us, but I just want to point those out and give that example, and I'm using the consistency word again. We've been consistent in our approach, and these opportunities have come along. So even just being able, it's really an honor just being able to talk to you today, just to be able to share that experience is just truly phenomenal, and man, <laughs> this world needs to watch out in the years to come with our names, bro. I appreciate you, man. And I got I got one more professional question. Then I'm going to ask you some personal questions. Then we're going to go to the closing. Shoot away. And we're going to wrap this thing up. So what is the most, the yeah, what's the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Um, trust yourself more. I, I really had a hard time. Um, I was talking with uh, one of the invest multifamily investors I just connected with. Uh, recently and he showed me his human side and it really resonated with me as well is that you're going to have downtime you're going to have failures and it's not even failures on your own part where it's like this person isn't calling me back or i'm not able to go out today to you know drop off flyers or whatever but you're just going to have those panic days I, I can't tell folks how many times that i've just had days where i'm like i'm just going to do my job and that's it i don't feel like studying uh for law school i don't feel like you know learning any languages today i don't feel like going on any podcast reviewing stuff so you just have to go back and trust yourself more and love yourself more. The moment that you do that, you're unstoppable because you would not believe how many people view you or see you on social media as this great beacon of light. So if you don't see that for yourself, you lose it. So if you have that day where it's like, you know what, I'm stuck in a rut. I don't know how to get out of it. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Hey, We've been through this, all right? We're still alive. We're still waking up every single day. Let's go out there and make things happen. So, you know, my biggest lesson, just love yourself. 
love yourself first. Everything else is going to get taken care of. I promise. I promise. Awesome. And I, I tell you in the past, I'm like, man, you got a great personality, very likable, blah, blah, blah. I push that to you all the time, man. Just so you know, because sometimes we, you know, like what you said. So just so you know, like people see it. You are that, like you said, beacon of light. People see that you have that personality. Um, that's one of your strengths. Next question. What is these are kind of personal questions. What's your biggest Bring it failure? On, brother. What's your biggest failure? And what did you learn from that experience? Oh, biggest failure, biggest failure. Uh, procrastinating. Uh, procrastinating, um, which kind of segues into my book uh, that I work with, um, with the other 10 authors, Pivot, Thriving in Times of Change. You can find it on Amazon by James Coleman. Uh, but although it was a great success, it was also my greatest failure because I waited to the last minute to... Uh, not that I didn't graduate in time. I did, definitely did graduate on time, but I had to take seven classes. I was broke in college, uh, my, like most students, and um, I was working two jobs. So it was my greatest failure, but yet my greatest accomplishment because it showed what I can do under pressure. And I talk about it in the book. Um, but I look at that as my greatest failure because I'm like, yo, I, I could have been knock these courses out. I could have been came up with strategies to, you know, take care of my tuition bill and everything like that. But I put the onus on me to get it done. But looking back on it, it's like, wow, I got that done. So, but still look at it as a failure because it's like, you know, it's one of those things I regret. It's like, you know, there was a different way in planning to make this happen. So. What's, what's the name of the book again? Could you tell us? Sure. It's called Pivot, Thriving in Times of Change. Uh, senior editor Janice Coleman. Other great authors include Ken Share, Reggie Waller, and the Dr. Frida Doxy, among others. Is that it there? That is it right there. Okay. That is how can we get right it? We got Amazon. We got. A, do you have another option on how we can get this? I would recommend, here's the thing. I'm going to be very blunt and clear with folks. If you purchase it through me, I got to pay an additional $10 to get one book sent to me. Folks, you would do better going to Amazon, paying the $17.95. If you haven't already signed up for Amazon Prime, please be sure to do so. But that book will get to you quicker by ordering it directly from Amazon rather than coming through me because I need to wait for a bulk order to happen in order to order my books. Okay. Uh, and we can talk about that offline. I can find a way to help you f figure that out. So appreciate you, King. Absolutely. So another personal question that I have for you: um, What do people misunderstand about you most? Uh, my humor. Yeah, I, I would agree I, with that. Yeah, my my humor comes off very crazy. Like I'm goofy. Um, I'm not serious when I'm supposed to be, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really just resonates with positivity. You know, I, uh, I got another day on this earth, so I want to be happy. I want to be free. And, um, you know, past relationships, I ain't going to lie. The girls that I've been with was like, you're too goofy. So I would turn it to this whole <laughs> robot, like, yeah, yes. I'll do that. Okay. Now I'm with the love of my life and I'm just even more goofy. So I don't want people to see my craziness on Instagram and Facebook and possibly LinkedIn, YouTube and all that and be like, yo, this guy is out of his mind. No, I just love life. And, you know, I just want to be free, you know? I, so, I, so like I tell you like about your person, I think like what you're saying, I think you are goofy and you, you know, like, like you said, sometimes you should be, but it's, it depends on how you look at it. It could be a strength. It could be a weakness. And some people will like you. Some people won't. We can't please everybody. So I encourage you to continue doing what you're doing. You're already doing what you're oh, doing. Yeah, I'm goofy, already. Silly. Do your thing, man. I have, uh, I have this group of friends and like, a, like some of them just battle, battle, battle about being themselves. Like, be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. Like me, I'm not, like, I could be silly and goofy, but I have, like, this serious thing about me, and that's what I am. Some people like it, some people don't. So, like, couldn't... I love yeah, the shirt and tie, bro. Uh, Thank you. Listen, the, the shirt and tie combo always gets me. I'm like, this man never disappoints. You will always see Jerome in a shirt and tie. I don't think I've ever seen you in a t-shirt. Thank ever. you, sir, for that compliment. <laughs> Speaking of compliments, tell us, tell me the best compliment you've ever gotten. Uh, it was in college and I was in my 
freshman year. I was in my freshman year. And for those that are familiar with School Cohaven, it's a population of about 22. Um, and I remember being in this strip mall, walking around, just, you know, getting the lay of the land because uh, it was brand new to me. In addition, it was considered a KKK town. So I just wanted to explore as far as, you know, where I should be going, where I shouldn't be going. Luckily, this place was only a mile down the road. Uh, long story short, I walk in and I'm just sitting down. This woman does not know me. This this white woman, I, I don't say it as far as pointing out any racism or prejudice. I'm just letting you know there was a white woman who approached me while I was just eating and having a snack. And she looks at me and says, there's something about your spirit that you are going to be doing great things in your life. Continue on with that. I'm like, uh, th thank you. Thank you. This woman did not know me. Did I, And I have not seen this woman since then. So for a random stranger to just come up to me and say, like, you're going to do great things in life. And although I feel I've done some great things, I know there's more great things to come. So that's always just resonated with me and stay with me. Awesome. Uh, how are you doing on time? You got about 10? Minutes? I have about another 30. So, good. okay. Awesome. So yeah, I want to get through all of the questions. So what, uh, those, those are the personal questions. Then we're going to move on to some other questions and kind of stomp you a little bit, right? The next Hit question me. I have for you, uh, what is, what is the biggest challenge you are facing in your business? Um, follow up. Follow yeah, up. This, this, yeah, this is, uh, this is not only real estate, but also even my main job. Um, just, uh, well, I hope my boss doesn't fire me. I'm doing a pretty good job there. But uh, the follow-up comes with, you know, following back up with people, you know, letting them know their statuses, uh, whether it be going through a search. And even with real estate, just uh, my challenge is just follow-up. I could get started, you know, going through expired listings, getting some letters out, getting some drop voicemails out, text, emails, all that jazz. But for me, follow-up, I'm like... I already just reached out to them. But the rule is you need to touch people seven to eight times before you can get that one response. For me, I ain't doing it. I, I'll be honest. I, I, I know what needs to get done. I know what needs to happen. And even with my current job, you know, when we're following up with candidates, you know, in regards to getting them on the search, I hate doing a follow-up, but I know that it needs to get done. Um, doing a successful job, this is a shout out to Morgan Samuels. I'm on my seventh search, uh, closed out as of this year where most people usually average in between one to two. Um, so I'm definitely doing my job effectively, but yeah, for the real estate side, just the challenges, just following up. I appreciate you sharing that transparency. And I, I don't think you're the only one that struggles with that follow up in life, but more specifically the real estate business. And that's what I wrote the book on. That's it's called remarketing, right? The, the, that's the importance of following up. The entire book is based off that premise that people are not following up enough. And like you said, it's, you need to touch people six to seven times. And that's just to get a response. I'm glad you said response because you're not going to get a deal out of that. Nope. You got to go even further to get a deal. So people, oh, I made the video. I did a TikTok. I was doing goofy dances and I'm not, I don't got any leads. Like It doesn't work that way. You got to follow up. You got to follow up consistently. So I appreciate you sharing that. And like I said, the entire book was wrote off that premise that people go out there, they They'll send out one round of mailers or they'll do one door knock and that's it. You have to follow up with these prospects. So uh, how can someone add immediate value to you or your business? Uh, they go to DanielEmstead.com and then they share DanielEmstead.com. Okay. That's it. Uh, I, awesome. There's so many things going on in my life right now. The only thing that I want to do is help somebody become wealthier through any of the resources that I have available, whether it be getting on their podcast to help support them or even just simply giving a listening ear and pointing them in the right direction. Um, I talked to somebody earlier this week or early last week, and she just had career advice. You know, somebody that would, uh, she was a Facebook friend. Don't know her, barely knew where she was from. And she just had the question. She was like, I'm not sure what I want to do in life. I got a resume, but I'm not sure. And I'm like, let's talk. Let's set up a Zoom call and let's talk. We talked for 40 minutes. There was no payment. There was no fee. I just want to help her. But she realized like, wow, I could do so many things in life, you know, from speaking to you. And that's all I want, you know, because I'm, I'm about generational, you know. So it's not so much, hey, what I can do for you and you right now. But no, somebody's going to be looking at this video five to 10 years from now and be like, wow, 
I didn't think you could do that or I didn't think that was capable or I just learned what consistency is based upon Jerome and Daniel's conversation about it. <laughs> gotcha. Next, how can someone add, so we did immediate value, right? Now tell us how we can add long-term value to you or your business. Uh, long-term value would be not so much even sharing, but just um partnering so reaching out to me giving me a call i'm very uh, i'll be honest folks i try to do the whole google voice number like hey hit me at 267 that didn't work because google voice didn't properly follow up or messages weren't coming through it was weird so uh long-term value 609-351-3975 uh let's figure out how we can come together and partner up and make things happen for the long run because with real estate and i want folks to realize this because I thought it was a quick turnaround with real estate, any career, any passion that you pursue, make sure that you are in it for the long run and not just like, oh man, I'm going to sell five houses this year and make a million dollars and bankroll that. No, figure out how you could be doing five houses on a monthly basis for the rest of your life. Awesome. So now we're at the closing table. These means I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions. Oh, you, you know, real estate closing table. So uh, tell me, so you're a good guest. So I want to ask you both of these questions. Uh, would you rather, let me see, books or podcasts? Which one would you like to discuss first? Uh, let's start with the books. Let's start with the books. Okay. All right. So tell me, uh, what are three books you would recommend to the audience and why? Oh, sure. So RE Marketing, Jerome Lewis, uh, Pivot, Thriving in Times of Change, uh, because you're going to gain some stories in there because uh, it's coming from 11 different people from 11 different backgrounds. So um, when you look at it or when you, um, you know, read the book, you're going to be like, wow, I could get this done too. The other book is Think and Grow Rich. Um, it's so accessible, you know, it's going to change your life. It, it really is. And if you want to start with those two books before you uh, buy my book or even Jerome's book, uh, but start with Think and Grow Rich. You can Google Think and Grow Rich PDF and you will have the book in your hands. You just got to download it um, and, and start reading it. Or you can even just go to YouTube and play the book and it's available to you. All right. Very similar question for podcasts. What are three other podcasts you recommend to the audience and why? Uh, podcast wise, it's it's really three that match your industry, uh, honestly. So if you're in real estate, bigger pocket, bigger pockets. Uh, <laughs> there's a CCIM one. Uh, the other one that I listen to is uh, Jake and Gino. Um, but yeah, whatever industry you're in, because everybody's doing a podcast on something. You know, there's a podcast for uh, cheetahs. There's a podcast for folks that love Michelle Obama. There's a podcast for shirt and tie combos and how to get the best uh, variation. So there's going to be plenty of podcasts out there, but Google the podcast, search the podcast that you want and, um, you know, find your passion with that because you listen to something that you're not even interested in, ain't even going to be beneficial. Tell us about your radio show slash podcast. Sure. So the radio show is the platform. Uh, actually, I'll start with the story because it explains it. Uh, 2020, um, I had somebody that I was in this whole group and they were saying like, hey, I got a radio show. If anybody wants to come on the radio show uh, to be a guest, you know, I can help you promote. And I was like, I got a radio show. Let me see what this is about. 1,000 comments later, 100 plus interviews later, I've had people come on the show and just describe their brand, product or service, or even themselves. So the purpose of my show is to get people's um, name out there uh, because I already know I'm going to be famous. I, I know in years time, people are going to be like, wow, Daniel Umstead did this, this, and this. This is awesome. Oh man, and he's doing this, this, and this now. This is crazy. And he had a podcast. Let me check out some of these past shows. And you're just going to see all these people that have been on my show, that have come on my show to talk about their passion, their love. And the greatest benefit is that uh, even to this day, uh, I have one of my people on the show. Uh, he was getting started just with his own brand marketing shirts on Shopify. Now he's been featured on um, Power, uh, Raising Canaan as a cameo. So it's like people are growing 
Um, and, and for me, just being a part of that stepping stone, I love it. I love it. So come on the show, check out the show. If you're looking for tips, advice, motivation in regards to uh, credit restoration, which I don't do anymore, but I can definitely give you some tips on what to do and what not to do. Uh, real estate, resume writing, and, you know, check out my guests. You'll love them. Awesome. So this question can be a little bit tricky, but I'm going to exit to you anyway. Throw it uh, at me. Because you, you, because you, 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 let's see. What is one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Damn, that's a stumper. One question uh, I wish you asked me is um, what's next? Okay. So what's next? So what's next? Uh, law school, fall 2023. We'll be taking my LSATs in September. Uh, this time next year, I'll definitely have another book out, probably more than one, because uh, I'm speaking to somebody who I'm talking to right now about something. So uh, the other uh, thing is uh, definitely being fluent in Mandarin, Spanish and French prior to me entering into law school and um, looking to have I have zero right now, folks. So I want to be clear. Zero. Cero. Uh, ling. Uh, non. Uh, yeah, so I just want to be clear in all languages that zero units right now under my name. But this time next year, looking at specifically at 107 units. It was just a random number I came up with that I want to hit goals of it. So, listen, if I get to 30, oh, no. But it definitely will be more than zero. So that is what's next for Daniel Umstead. Okay. And the kind of the final question I have for you, where can listeners find out more about you online? Sure. Uh, the easiest way is just to go to DanielUmstead.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Daniel, this has been fun. Uh, we've been here for almost an hour. Uh, do you have any closing statements before we close out? Um, the biggest thing I want folks to realize outside of being consistent and being consistent and making sure that they're consistent is if you're waking up every single day and you got life, you're able to breathe, live live to your passion live to your happiness listen you don't feel like doing any work that day don't do any work don't get fired please please oh my gosh lord have mercy don't get fired not doing any work but towards your goals you know if you got to go in life and you've been going a thousand miles per hour and it's like today i just want to be at peace L love yourself and be at peace it's the only way to grow the only way to grow Daniel, thank you. I appreciate you so much. This has been fun and exciting, and we're going to sign off. All right. All right, man. Thank you. Mm -hmm.